Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, at the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's in me, it ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe. I've been balling like I play with Kobe. What's the deal, what's the deal? Politicking the podcast, we back again. Live Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So our first topic we got to get to is Russell Westbrook. He has been traded, and now he is back in. Uh, he's been traded to Utah. He's going to be bought out by Utah and on the buyout market. So the Clippers are interested in Russell Westbrook. And then we got Ben Simmons. Everybody is gone out of Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons is a standalone. Right now, he's a rotation player at best. He's not, he should be the only star left in Brooklyn, but he's a rotation rotation player at best. So is there a future for Ben Simmons? Derek Carr. So him he was on the outs with the Raiders, and he had a no-trade clause. So he made the Raiders basically release him so that they couldn't trade him for any assets so that they can move on from him. And a lot of these NFL players are like, you know, taking a note from LeBron and taking control of, of the back end, you know, and taking the power from the, the owners. You know, we got Tax Tone. So if you don't know, man, Tax Tone went down for a murder. He shot a New York rapper, Troy Ave's homeboy, after a dispute in the club. And Troy Ave is set to testify. So we got to get to that. And we have a new presidential candidate. We have Nikki Haley. She is a Republican. She actually served on Trump's cabinet. And now she is running against Trump for the Republican nomination. Let's bring in the cast. Chop it up. Get to it. What's the deal? What's the deal? All right, man. So let's get to this first topic, man. So after... What was it, a, a year and a half of a tumultuous, you know, existence for Russell Westbrook in L.A. with the Lakers? Now he's looking to clear the buyout market, and the Clippers are emerging as one of the head teams that are looking to land Westbrook. What are y'all thoughts on Westbrook coming to L.A.? Should he go to L.A.? The, the Bulls and who else? I believe the Bulls and the Wizards are the other two teams that are in the running for Russell Westbrook. What are y'all thoughts on the Westbrook to the Clippers? And should he stay in L.A. and just go to the other side? What's y'all thoughts? I mean, who else do the Clippers need? That's, that's, <laughs> what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, who, who else? Like, let's, let's real quick, let's look at the roster. All right, y'all got uh, – you know, just a couple of, you know, players in there. Of course, Paul George, you traded for Eric Gordon. Of course, you still got Kawhi. Now you got um, Mason Plumley as well. Uh, with Westbrook's salary, I mean, you would have to get rid of Norman Powell and for Covington. It, it, you know, it's at least fit him in, in that cap space. I mean, it's doable. But again, you know, I just look at the Clippers and it's like, okay, what else do they need there? third in the Pacific right now. 
And what's the standings? Where are they at as far as the Western Conference? They are number five. So, you know, it's it's not like y'all, you know, uh, desperately need him right now. I mean, you know, y'all, who's ahead of y'all? The Kings and the Suns, uh, Memphis and Denver. Y'all are at least better than the Kings for sure. All right, Kings are, you know, they're young, up and coming, but y'all have the veterans in the championship pedigree. Um, Phoenix now with Durant. You know, that's – but, again, then they got Chris Paul as well, and we know what sometimes he does in the playoffs. Uh, Memphis, again, that's that young team. And then, of course, Denver. you got to go to Denver with that high altitude. That's tough for anybody. So, um, adding Westbrook, I mean, you know, of course it would add value. Um, but, again, it's how you play him. I think the Lakers did a very good job of having him coming off the bench. Um, still not understanding exactly why that trade went down. Uh, but nevertheless, um, you know, I, I think he, he he fits well coming off the bench as a six man. He's not a guy that's going to – I don't know if he can come in right now and start for the Clippers. Um, and, again, I, I would personally like to see him go to Miami. That That's who I, I think where he should go. Uh, or the Bulls. I'm going I'm to shout out uh, Yah on that one. I'm going I'm to say that, you know, or the Bulls. Go out east. Don't stay in the Western Conference. The Western Conference just got crazy, especially with Durant and Kyrie going out there. Uh, I think you want to get rid of that and go somewhere east. All right. Well, I'll have to say he'll not go to the Clippers, not just because I'm not a Clipper fan, but because I don't think there's really any room for him on the team. They waive John Wall, so there's no need to try to insert Russell Westbrook where him and John Wall kind of play the same type of game. Um, Tyron Lue has went on, on camera and on report saying that he wants a traditional point guard to help facilitate the ball, even though he gives the ball to Paul George and has him bringing up the, uh, the ball and facilitating the offense. And if you guys watched the game last night against the Warriors, Kawhi looks like he's um, – load managed all up now and uh can get back to the flow of the game like he's accustomed to playing but that that second string was strong like aaron gordon uh is it terrence man if i'm not mistaken and then you have uh who else mason pumley because you have zubox starting i mean they really have a solid team and i just watched as they got all the way down to the end i saw a while they beat the warriors without steph curry and without Andre Wiggins, and they're not at full strength. So that's not foreseeing anything because they haven't won anything in the past, so I don't want to jinx their current uh, uh, success. But there's really no there's no need for Westbrook there. That's almost worse of a fit for him than it was with the Lakers. I think, like uh, Amrock said, Miami would be a good fit with him and Jimmy Buckets, and then he could rub off on um, – Tyler Hero and give him a little bit more of a dog, even though he already has it in him, like, but give him that, hey, look, this is how you can uh, help facilitate the game differently because you see he's still too uh, shot first and he's supposed to be a playmaker. And, you know, Westbrook didn't come into the game as a point guard. So I don't know. I think I think Miami over Chicago, no disrespect, y'all. But the Clippers, not a good fit for very many players that want to win championships. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, y'all. I try to hold it in. I'm yeah. sorry. Actually, y'all gotta give me one second. My wife says there's a noise downstairs, so I gotta go see what's going on downstairs in my house. 
Oh man. All right, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chicago. Let me get to it. I don't think that it's a good fit. Personally, Paul George is, is really pushing for it. But we did get rid of Reggie and we did get rid of uh John Wall, and they both weren't traditional point guards, and they both had a pretty good fit with the Clippers. So if they can fit, and I believe that Russell Westbrook can fit, but I think that in the middle of the season, with the West being the way that it is, it just makes no sense to bring that into the locker room and then try to move forward. Because if it doesn't work, you're just going to have too many headlines. It's going to be too much media frenzy. It's just going to be too much bullshit. So if you really want to be make a splash and you want to, if you want the attention as a business, you know, because it's more than just, you know, uh, the game's being played. You got to sell. You got to have a story to sell to the, to the customers. So I think that if you want to put more seats, uh, fill more seats and, and sell more tickets and get that jersey sale and get the, the ESPNs and the, and the Fox News and all the radio shows talking about you, and you go out and you make that move as a Clipper just for the, for the media aspect so that you can bring that attention to the Clippers because next year we will be moving into our own stadium and we need as much press as we can get. So just because of that, I say go ahead and sign Russell Westbrook and let's run this play and end this this year in crypto on a bank as we move on for the rest of eternity. So let me get this straight. Clippers need a traditional point guard. Everybody on this podcast knows that Westbrook is Mr. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to turn over the ball at least five, six times again. But y'all need a point guard, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, didn't y'all have Reggie Jackson? No, he wasn't good enough, right? He's more of a traditional part guard. Did y'all have John Wall? John Wall. So y'all going from people that are closer to a traditional point guard to somebody that turns over the ball all the time. Is it me or does the Clippers just want to do everything that the Lakers are doing? <laughs> I, I, I mean, not say that because the Lakers are been, have been losing. So I mean, we ain't doing then, nothing that the Lakers have been doing lately. And then on top like of that, day. wasn't like the beginning with before Westbrook signed to the Lakers, didn't he want to go to the Clippers? And Kawhi was like, nah, I don't want you, bro. Like y'all didn't even y'all didn't even go for him before. Now y'all want him. So, hey Westbrook, you know. You know the only time you were good, Westbrook, is when you were under Billy Donovan. Isn't that when you won your MVP under Billy? When you were playing for the Thunder? Hey, Billy already hit you up, Westbrook, and said, come to Chicago. That's all you need to come to. Miami be cool, but come to Chicago. You know, the East. But you got you, you got Lonzo over there. You got Andrew. Levine over there. Not then, a point guard. Then you bring Westbrook into. And DeRozan. How many? Oh, yeah, I forgot about DeRozan. First of all, like, first I mean, of all. It, where does he fit there? 
Levine and Levine and DeRozan aren't even close to point guards. I mean, Westbrook, he going to give you six turnovers, but he's closer to a point guard than Levine and DeRozan is. He can at least pass the ball. They don't pass the ball. They are pure shooters. So we kind of need a point guard. The boy Alonzo, you know, I he reminds me of a Derrick Rose that hasn't done nothing for Chicago. You know what I'm saying? He injured. He ain't, he ain't playing. So we can't do nothing with that. We can't do nothing with that. So come, come on over. Get your get your meaningless triple doubles because that's what what you get. And come to Chicago. We losing anyway. So I mean, I think we probably lost to the Pacers today when we were up twenty points. So you know, come to Chicago. Don't go to L.A. Especially when you just left L.A. for yeah. the little brother. But he's he's from L.A. So I mean, it it, it would make sense. But mm-hmm. they, do they really? So you know, know, then he remember he was also from your family. But he was trying to sell his house. Your family won't have to do nothing. You but, know, you you're in the same locker room. You don't have to change anything. You but just, he, well, I thought y'all moving to another to work. Yeah, but remember he had put his house up for sale at the beginning of the season because he was prepared just in case. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you go know, to man. two bad LA teams? Like, like I, I think that it's best for him to sit out the rest of the season, go into free agency, and try to get somebody to pay him. Because if he's going for his future and the money, if he go to any team this year and have a bad showing, you know his his value in free agency is going to be trash. Yeah, but it's already going to be hard. trash. Yeah, I know, be. but right now because he was a model citizen until the last day, and no matter what the fuck was going on, no matter how much blame he sat there, he went to the press conferences. He 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 was copacetic, just like Kyrie was. After his whole debacle, he played the straight and narrow, and he pulled his trump card right at the right time. If Russell Westbrook want to get his personal career and his back end right, if he want another contract, his best bet is to sit out the rest of the year, see who was interested in him, and try to get the bag on a two-year, three-year deal going but, somewhere in the offseason. But the last, the last thing people are knowing about Westbrook right now is him fighting with the coach. Right. <laughs> Even though he dropped those 400 pairs of shoes to that school, and also you don't want him, and I hate to say this out loud, but I don't want him to end up like Melo where, you know, you're sitting out waiting for someone to call and no one calls. If he can play now, you play now, that gives you your guaranteed money now, and then it guarantees you a spot next year. Because everyone's gonna go, I I can make him work. I can make it work with you, but if you wait, you know it's like I can't guarantee he's the he's the Westbrook of old. In the league. Yeah. yeah, but 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 the, the the only thing that is the same situation is LeBron. Melo played with LeBron, and now where is he at? <laughs> at home on the couch. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, once you play that's, with that man, there's nothing you can do. Mello. Your that's your brand has already been hurt, man. You should have never came over here and paid with LeBron. That's why D-Rose left. Let's move on to the East because speaking of a brand, there's probably no one with a worse brand right now in the NBA than Ben Simmons. 
He sat out. He forced his way out of Philly. He really tried to make Philly choose between him and Joel Embiid, which is probably one of the dumbest PR moves in, in league history. Because, come on, bro, you or Joel Embiid? It's not like Kobe and Shaq. It mean, it was an easy choice. And now he's over in Brooklyn. Everybody has been traded. And he is he's the last Mohican over there. But he still isn't finding the basket. He hasn't found his way in the rotation. He's like a second or third string center for Brooklyn right now at this point. Is there a future for Ben Simmons in the league after this year? Ben Simmons got to want to play basketball. That's that's the problem. I think I don't know if Ben Simmons wants to play basketball. I just don't. I think he's talented, but I think there's like I don't know what happened to him in Philly. Philly did something to this boy where they took his, they took, they crushed his little confidence because he went from, I mean, he wasn't really like a bucket getter anyway, but he went from like getting some buckets to getting no buckets. You know, like, dang, Ben, what they do to you and we need an investigation. Did they, did they touch you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the answer, y'all. It's not about it's not about if Philly touched him. It's the fact that Kendall Jenner wasn't touching him. <laughs> Kendall Jenner Kendall Jenner chose up and went to Devin Booker and it threw off the entire game for him. Because if you think about everything that he was doing before all that Kardashian curse and everything like that, Ben Simmons was that guy. And Devin Booker was up and coming. And then all of a sudden there was a fatal switch in the light-skinned nation. They went against each other indirectly because they both got caught up liking the same girl like Usher Raymond and R. Kelly. And she mm-hmm. chose Devin Booker. His pride was hurt and he never came back. So never all that back. stuff with Philly, all that stuff with Joel and B, all that was real, real, real ego crushing stuff. And I mean, he has the money, he has the clout, he has everything. He just can't put the ball in the, in the hole. And if you guys pay attention to how everything's been going on on Instagram for the last, like, maybe 10 days, the rise of the Riz. Jordan Poole is, like, Mr. Number One. How he just, like, they show him playing in the game, and all of a sudden he gets, like, eye contact with a chick on the, on the sideline, and she's, like, super attractive, and he has, like, a great game, and they try to say, like, that's, like, the new thing. It's like, oh, you see somebody that's attractive, and you play well. Or like Jalen Brunson had a good game in front of Iggy Azalea, but they're saying now it's the Riz. So it's like, what does Ben Simmons have now to have women like him where he's a big 6'10 light-skinned man who plays in the NBA and he's not good? You know what I mean? Like, really think about it. Like, he's lost everything. The man has nothing. Not from our perspective, but like in that NBA clout type perspective. Like, there's probably IG models turning him down right now. Like he's DMing chicks. They're like, you better stop now before I turn you into TMZ. Like that man's, they don't laugh, y'all. That man's hurting for real. Like that man's ego is completely crushed. Hey, Brooklyn, hey, on, on his defense though, Brooklyn, um, they are one and one. I think one and one since KD left. I mean, they ain't flopping over. And he played good the first game. That's all Miles. That's all Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges and, and Spencer Dinwiddie. That defense is looking amazing. They ain't Ben Simmons. 
Yeah, Miles Bridges, <laughs> what, he dropped 40-something today? Man, like, come on now. Ain't never missed a game his entire college or NBA career? That ain't Ben Simmons. Yeah, that, I mean. That man's sitting like this. <laughs> to to Yah's to point, um, I don't think he wants to he, – he doesn't have the want to to even get better. Um, Steph Curry, not Steph Curry, Seth Curry, the younger brother has played in only less than two games. So he's played in 39. Ben Simmons has played in 41. He is averaging 10.6 points a game while Ben Simmons is averaging seven. Um, Ben Simmons leads the Nets in assists and steals, but just seven points and has played in 41 games. That is just a sign me of I'm not trying to get better. I'm not trying to improve. I'm just here. So again, there's the question. Do you even want to play? <laughs> like, I mean, again, we don't all necessarily know what it could have been, uh, uh Mayor, what you're talking about. It could it could be a multitude of different things, right? That that happened to Ben Simmons off the court or on the court, uh, within the locker room from a coach from a family member, from an ex-girlfriend, current girl. We don't know. All we do know is what we see on the court. And it just seems like you're not even trying to get better. You're not even, like, you feel like you're 6'10". You know, I'm Ben Simmons, so I'll be in the league. But there's there's no excuse for the the potential that he has as far as his talent, his height, his his defensive prowess, you know, I understand the part about he can't shoot, but again, at least in Philly, at a moment in time, he was driving the basketball. He was getting points inside, and then it went awry. But you saw the glimpse of what this kid could be. So to me, it just seems like, yeah, like, do you even want to do this? Do you even want to get better? Um, I don't see that passion or, or excitement for the game from him um, and only he can clear that up and maybe he's got to you know take some time away or what have you you know I don't know but he did that before right so you now you're back now Durant and Kyrie isn't there you should want to step up and be the guy um, but you got Mikel Bridges there now um, you know he seems like he wants it <laughs> Like, that's that want to, right? Like, who thought Mikael Bridges was going to score 47 points in the league? I mean, he, you know, decent player. You know, like, obviously you had to be to get to the league. But over some – like, we expect Ben Simmons to now start pulling those type numbers, right? I mean, so it, I just don't see the, the – the like I said, the excitement, the want to, to even get better. It's just like I'm here. I, I know I'm going to stay in the league because of me being Ben Simmons and 6'10 as a point guard. And that's that. Now, when you say that, though, we all remember Ben Simmons coming out of LSU. And before it was Zion, before it was a job rent, Ben Simmons was supposed to be the next up-and-coming guy. He had the closest frame to LeBron. He was the big guy playing point guard. He had the same skill set. He was compared to Magic Johnson and LeBron James coming into the league. So that was your potential. That's what everyone looked at you as. And right. the fact that you're a second 
and third string center for Brooklyn right now, which got rid of Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. It absolutely makes no sense how a, a career has tailed off like that and someone's potential has just been just thrown out the window completely. I don't know. I don't really see a comeback for Ben Simmons, especially at the price range that he's coming from. Like, Brooklyn is probably going to sign and wave him and stretch him like like New York did with Melo. And as far as somebody finding a spot for Ben Simmons on their team, I really don't see Ben Simmons being in the league within the next year to two years. I can see Ben being in the league only because Ben Simmons, yeah, he may not be Magic or he may not be uh, LeBron, but Ben Simmons, if he at least tries, he can at least be a Rondo for somebody's team. He can give you defense. The guy can at least score 10 points. I mean, you can get like two from the free throw because we know he sucks at free throws. So you can at least get two from the free throw, a couple putbacks. He can at least get 10 points. Re- rebounds, he can at least be like a poor man's Rondo on somebody's team. And if he wants to do that, he can come to Chicago. We got a spot for you. Look, the only thing is, though, I'm glad you said it, Caleb. Stephen A. Smith used to rant and rave about he was one jump shot away from being better than LeBron because he had everything. He had everything. And he had the and not to knock LeBron, but he was a better defensive player when he first came into the league. So we're talking about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. I don't know about that one. When it, Defensively, because he, yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking about statistically, when he first came into the league, he was averaging more steals than LeBron did as a rookie because he was getting more minutes. You know what I mean? But I mean, I only say that to say that I don't really see him having a spot on any person's roster because at this point in time, with how fast the game is going and how you're really trying to stretch the the, the court, I'm looking at it from a coaching's perspective. Like, I would literally lose my shit on the sideline when he would pass the ball out from a two-foot dunk, you know what I mean, to the corner. Even if the three went in, I'd be like, shoot, get his ass out of here. Like, do we – and then, like, as he's walking past me, giving him a handshake, like, dude, we pay you too much fucking money for this. Like, I need you to dunk the basketball. Like, until you're ready to dunk the basketball, you're not coming into the game. Like, and that would just be me. So I just don't see where you find somewhere for him to go where you have – you name a player, they all can score better than him. So any other attribute that he brings to the game is almost irrelevant when the game is now all about offense, not about defense. So, I mean, saying. if if we all said that Westbrook is going to be out the league next year, I mean, I think most of us would take Westbrook over Ben Simmons right now. So if Westbrook is out of the league next year, Ben, you better get your stuff together. He needs to try to play like Draymond, just real quick. He needs like Draymond Green does for Golden State. Uh-huh. That's high energy. Yeah. Yeah. So Draymond Green, he can actually hit an open jump shot. And Draymond Green is willing to take an open jump shot. So the thing, I'm, I'm going to get to Ben real quick. I know I missed the Russ segment. I did, I'm, I'm going to touch on it for 30 seconds. Russ to the Clippers is a bad idea. I don't know what Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or all, all of them were thinking. 
I love Russ as a person, but no, I think it's a horrible idea for Westbrook to go to the Clippers. Um, he's not the type of point guard they need. He can't shoot. He can't spread the floor. Um, he's a stat guy. He's going to go after stats. So I think that's a terrible idea. I don't think Russ will be out the league. I think a talent like Russ could go to a lower franchise, such as Utah or somebody that's not going nowhere and still put up, you know, 19, 11, and 11. He could do that in his sleep because he's a stat guy and he's exciting and he's passionate. So I don't think Russ is out the league, but it's a bad fit for the Clippers. Now back to Ben. Ben Simmons, um, it's hard. So I think Ben Simmons peaked. He peaked early. Um, he came in a lockdown defender. You know what I mean? He was a um, he distributed the ball at a very very high level. You know, nine, ten assists very early, easily. In summer league, he was hitting jumpers. I don't know if y'all remember him. Summer league before he came into the uh, the regular season, he was hitting step backs. He was hitting fallaways. Like he was confidently shooting the ball. I don't know what happened to him over the, the course of the last five seasons to where his confidence has completely abandoned him when it comes to his jump shot. So um, Ben Simmons, he's, he's a terrific player with a terrific build, 6'9", can handle the ball, a miniature LeBron, um, had LeBron potential um, in, in the beginning for sure. But, uh, you know, I think LeBron was a, a little bit more passionate and hungry off the gates and um, somewhere Ben lost his way. So I don't think you can contribute to a team if you're unwilling to shoot an open jump shot you know, as opposed to making it, I think making it, but you have to be a willing shooter so people can have a threat. You can't be playing four on five on an offensive end because it's going to throw the, the rest of the team off. So I think Ben Simmons needs to do some soul searching and see if he really does really care about the game at all anymore or if it's really what he want to do because you can't help a team not willing to shoot at all. You know, I think Ben Simmons, need they need to move. The Nets need to move off from Ben Simmons, and um, he needs to go back and see does he actually love basketball. Yeah, this shit, this shit, Ben Simmons, man. Let's pray for that man, because there's no way that we should be seeing the shit that we're seeing. They're literally leaving him wide open. No one is guarding him at all. Like not at the rim, not at half court. They're literally because he's playing center now. They're literally having the center cheat inside and and, and hedge, and they don't even guard this guy no more, even in the paint because he won't even dunk the ball and, and shoot a layup. So because you won't even shoot a layup, you're not even a threat at the rim, nor a threat with a jump shot. And that's why they won't even guard you at all, period. And it, it's sad. I've never seen anything like this. And this is why they say mental health is a real thing, man, because once something goes on in your mind, man, it's, it's, it's hard to get right. And Ben Simmons' new nickname just can't get right, man. That boy cannot figure it out. But we got to get to the NFL, man, because, you know, these, these NFL owners are playing hardball because the 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 NFL is bringing in more money than ever. And you, we all know that quarterback is a marquee position. So now because of the, the, the collective bargaining agreement, the quarterbacks are making $30, 40000000 $50 million a year now. Now, because of that, and that's the that's the market for a starting quarterback. But because you already have a starting quarterback that you've been paying fifteen, twenty million, you won't you're unwilling to pay him for the market price. So because of that, Derek Carr and the Raiders uh, came to a split, and he had a no trade clause. So 
he decided that he would not waive his no trade clause and made sure that the Raiders release him, pay a portion of his salary, and now as a starting quarterback, he's going to go out there in free agency and get the market price, which is the $40 million plus that the Raiders weren't willing to pay him as a quarterback. So he really pulled the trump card on the Raiders, and you see a lot more NFL players. You know, it started with Le'Veon Bell when he sat out that whole year and then went to the Jets and got his big bag. So now the NFL players are, like, trying to take the power from the uh, from the NFL owners, and they standing up and saying, "Now nah, we ain't going out there and just playing on your franchise tag. We ain't going out there unless our bag is secured and fully guaranteed. What's y'all thoughts on this play from Derek Carr? And how do y'all feel like this is going to affect the league as far as going forward with these contracts? Who are we talking about? Derek Carr, <laughs> quarterback of the Raiders. Who? Who? My God. And what team he played for again? The Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas. Now he is a free oh, agent. We're Who? Talking about, so we're talking about an irrelevant player in an irrelevant team. Dang. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. I mean, I, 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 why can't we do this in real life? I mean, why can't I just like not go to work and then you buy me out or whatever the case may be. And then I go to another job and make twice as much. I wish, <laughs> I, I wish my life was like that. No, what would happen is if I don't go to work, they're going to fire me and I got to go find another job hoping that they don't call my old job and see why I'm not working there anymore. I have to not put my old job on my resume to be able to try to go get that bag. So I, I, I just I, I wish my life was like how these NBA and NFL players are making all this money, giving us the entertainment and don't show up for work. I just I just I just don't I don't get that. And who again? We're talking about car. What the Raiders do last year? Let me ask a mayor. He, he's a Raider fan. What y'all do last year? <laughs> <laughs> we lost. Trash. More games than we should have to not even hey, do that. It's it's okay because guess what? Everybody, everybody on this panel, all of our teams lost. Mm. All of our teams lost. All of our teams didn't lose like that. Mine <laughs> 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 like my, my lost in the Super Bowl. My team. My damn. My team wasn't even supposed to win any games. We got rid of our. Our, our franchise quarterback and still did better than the Raiders. So, I mean, David Carr, who? Trying to go get a bag? I mean, that's almost worse than what I've seen today in the NFL that Amrock put up that freaking Brett Favre is suing Shannon Sharp for uh, the Mississippi the Mississippi thing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. These white people crazy. Character, character uh, defamation. Uh, He's suing for basically for character defamation. All right. So since y'all got to shoot on the Raiders, I guess I have to stand up for us. <laughs> we do. In some way, shape, or form. And do. So, um, first and foremost, I just want to thank Tom Brady for retiring and not allowing any of the rumors of him coming to the Raiders to be true. 
because that would have been the worst thing ever since Derek Carr came to the Raiders. Um, he really hasn't done anything for our franchise. I don't care if we got to the playoffs one time and lost. That still doesn't satisfy what happened or, or, or replace what happened against uh, a John Gruden in that Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, at this point in time, I think we just have to accept the fact that not only is Derek Carr getting over on us with his um, no trade clause, this is also just another uh, slap in the face with um, how the NFL and the NBA players have really no say so in their own careers. But if they do, they have to, you know, give up a little something to have more control in our minds and in, our, and in front of our faces. But I'm, I'm, I'm disrespected. I mean, as a fan, I'm disrespected. I'm like, bro, you, you know, we did a lot for you as fans. Um, the nation stood by you as you ran us into the dirt. You could just let us go, you know, just like, Farewell, you know, cut your ties, shake your hands, or wipe your hands and just bounce. But come on now. Everyone's after the bag. How many kids do you think are gonna to want to be a Raider quarterback now so they can lose and get forty to fifty million? A lot. Oh, hold up, hold up. See, all I gotta do is win two games, I'll be a I'll be a Raider quarterback. We are we are getting this twisted. Let's not get it twisted here, okay? Derek Carr did not run the Raiders into the ground. The Raiders been in the fucking ground. Let's be real here. <laughs> the Raiders are trash, sorry, garbage as fuck. Like, no oh. one ran them into the ground. The only person that ran the Raiders into the ground is their old-ass 95, 100-year-old owner, ex-owner, Al Davis. That's who ran the Raiders in the ground for dra- drafting Jamarcus Russell, who played one game. Like, let's not forget about that. Darius Hayward Bay. The Raiders have been the worst franchise in the NFL for a very long time. I don't know how they keep such loyal fan fan base because they've been super, super trash for a long time. I'm not – Derek Carr is, is not the best quarterback, but I'm not mad at the premise. I'm not mad at the players taking more control over ownership because I believe football players are underpaid to the professional athlete standard. Their contacts haven't been guaranteed for a long time. They've been getting stiff with money compared to the NBA and, and the MLB. So I don't, I'm don't. i not mad at the players taking, even though Derek Carr is not black, I'm tired of these white own, owners profiting so much off of these players and then trying to dictate their career. These people are billionaires. So for players to take ownership and to get more money and to take more control over the direction of their careers, I'm not mad at it because the NFL is 89% black. So I'm not mad at these brothers doing it. Derek Carr is not a brother, but brothers will follow and do it. So I'm not mad at the whole thing. Yes, he's a bum, but go get your money because the owners is getting their money. The Raiders might be trash to the fans, but that owner is sitting pretty. He still got a gang of zeros in his yearly salary. So I'm not mad at Derek Carr going to go get the bread and players taking more control and release me and trade me. Yes, do that. Do that. Control your destination. The difference between us, regular workers, and those people is – we're making we're a, a huge a huge reason why these owners are so rich because of their great talents and shit. I know we we do the same thing essentially to a lesser degree, but this is entertainment, man. It's, it's, it's hard to compare entertainment to a regular job, as my man Yas said. Um, you have to look at it as as it, this is sports. This is this is this is a different topic. So I'm all for the players taking ownership and taking this power away from these greedy ass, rich ass white owners. In the words of Steve 
uh what's his name what was what was no not the uh john madden boom um it's it's on the raiders uh they decided to pay him this money um after seeing what he did in houston i believe which was what um so you know it's on the raiders uh they hired josh mcdaniels after i think he tried the head coaching job before then went back to new england then they said okay let's try him again it's on the raiders all right uh they moved to las vegas in that darth vader of a stadium and now they thought Derek carr was gonna be the great white hope it's on the raiders (laughs) plain and simple all right it's on the raiders um he absolutely has the right to get i guess what the market um you know uh demands but he does i mean look i'm not sitting here saying he doesn't deserve the money but again what has he done to show that he's a 40 50 60 million dollar player i mean let's let's just let's be real um you know there's there's the patrick mahomes there's the joe burrows the Jalen hurts is the josh allens um, even Dak has done more um i mean we all don't you know respect uh, uh, not respect but like Dak's game but he's even done more in the league um so you know, Derek Carr can find a little, another landing spot where somebody's going to pay him. Cool. Um, but, again, just looking at his history, what has he done to show that he deserves that type of contract? I, I mean, you got places like the Redskins. You got the uh, the Carolina Panthers. He, he can get a job, Man, but for you, that you, type of money – Plenty out of there's plenty of jobs where if they don't get that number one draft pick and if they don't get their quarterback in the draft, then they're they're either gonna go for a second second round or or their third fourth quarterback on the on the board or they're gonna go out and pay this guy forty million man so somebody's gonna go out and pay Derek Carr forty plus million to play quarterback for them. There's about ten jobs out there. And there's only about three, four quarterbacks in in the drafts. So after after those three, four teams get their quarterback, yeah, man, somebody's gonna pay Derek Carr forty, fifty million for the next four or five years Look. to pay for their. I don't know. That shit just. I'm sorry. This, this I'm month, sorry. these Is numbers are. I'm sorry. No, it's not gonna be guaranteed. But he's gotta gonna get at least twenty, twenty five of that guaranteed when that was your your annual salary so now oh. what you get paid total is what you're going to be guaranteed you know going forward and yeah. this is why uh what's his name lamar jackson this is why he's not signing because they don't want to give him the guaranteed money because they're saying oh you injury prone but i've already won the mvp and taking y'all to a super bowl and so if they don't want to pay lamar jackson how is their car out there expecting the Raiders to pay him that money? You know, how? Know I'm going to tell you how, okay? I'm going to tell you how. You know how? Because that white skin. White people <laughs> like they're entitled, bro. It's entitlement, man. Come on, he's a bum, and he and he's expect Lamar Jackson is an MVP, and he went to the Super Bowl. Like, seriously, a lot of white people be on that entitlement shit. They think they're entitled to everything. So that's what that is. All right, man. So we got to get to this. This hip hop news, man. So back in 2016, Tax Tone 
Shout out to Tex Holman. He was, he's a podcast pioneer. He's one of the first people that in hip hop was doing podcasts and had a popping podcast. But basically back in 2016, he was on his podcast talking negatively about rapper Troy Ave, saying that Troy Ave was a knockoff 50 cent, that he was trash, that his music was trash, and that he was a bum. So then fast forward, Casanova two times was having a party. He invites Tax Tone. Troy Ave shows up with his crew, sees Tax Tone, and basically runs up on him and presses him. Like, what's up now? The argument ensues, and there's two different stories that come out. Tax Tone is saying that five, six, seven dudes started jumping him, and that's when he went to pull out his weapon in self-defense to defend himself, but in the state of New York, there is no such thing as self-defense. So this is why he has a murder charge because he was basically getting jumped by seven dudes, pulled out, shot and killed Banga, which was one of of, uh, Troy Ave's best homeboys. Now, there was a surveillance video that came out that showed everybody running out the room, the green room in which this altercation happened, and then at the end of the video, you see Troy Ave running out of the room, firing shots at Tax Tone as Tax Tone is fleeing out of the room. So Troy Ave, because the gun is put in his hand, now he is testifying, saying that, hey, no, I didn't shoot my homeboy. Tax Tone shot my homeboy, and I took the gun from Tax Tone, and that's why you have me on the video shoot firing the weapon. So now he is actually testifying and taking the stand against tax tone and it's basically stating that he's not snitching he's telling what happened this shit gets deep this is like the whole narrative of hip-hop right now what is snitching versus telling so we have a prime example of this is troy out snitching for hitting the stand and telling his side of the story saying hey my boy my homeboy got killed I had to wrestle the gun away from this dude and I was firing in the retali- or in retaliation to try to, you know, save my life after my homeboy has already perished from this altercation. Is there a difference between snitching and telling? Oh my God. I've been itching to get after this because this shit is getting so old, especially with our culture trying to call everything snitching. So let me get this straight. One of my best friends get killed and I'm getting charged for it. So I'm supposed to eat those charges for somebody that actually did or I'm a snitch. You can call me a snitch all day. I ain't eating them motherfucking charges. Y'all got me fucked all the way up. That is not snitching. We got to get out of this bullshit ass snitching culture because everybody want to be so hard and everybody want to be so cool and oh, snitching, snitching, snitching. So you really going to tell me that you're going to sit up there and do this time for some shit that you did not do and not get justice for your homeboy that actually died? Like, what type of fucking sense does that make? Like, come on, like, our culture is behind. Like, we got to stop that dumb shit. Snitching and doing the right thing are two different things. Now, if you snitching on some shit that ain't got nothing to do with you, you ain't got no nothing invested into it, and you still want to be on that snitching bullshit, I still disagree with that, whatever, when, especially when the situation is, is a certain situation, but whatever. 
But if you got to save your own life or save somebody that's close to you, when it comes to that snitching shit, that's not snitching. You can't expect that man to eat those charges for some shit that he did not do after already losing his homeboy. Everything is not snitching. Like, when are we going to grow out of this bullshit? Like, I've been walking this earth for almost 40 years, and I'm tired of hearing about this bullshit about calling everybody a snitch that want to cover their own ass or do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just I'm just sick of it with our culture. We got these dumbass unwritten rules that we're supposed to go by, and we're supposed to put our own life or le- livelihood in jeopardy so we won't be labeled a snitch. If that shit happened to me, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm snitching. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Amron. Go ahead, Amron. Yeah, first. yeah. No, I was gonna say. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, listen, like he's just telling what happened. That's what it sounds like to me. He's just telling. Look, my friend got killed by this by this dude who we're not even affiliated with. Like he's not a he's not a friend. Like we don't know him other than him talking smack or what have you. He got killed by him. I'm defending my friend and myself. And I'm just telling what happened. Yeah, y'all got me on camera, but this is what happened. If he's telling the truth, he's just telling exactly what happened. That's not that's not snitching. Um, so, yeah, I I don't have any issue with it. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I, I was just, man, it, for me, I, I hadn't really reached researched into it at all. So this is like the first time I'm really hearing it. So the thing about the fact that he his you know like if y'all get shot and then i wrestle the gun away from the person who shot him i'm shooting at that shooter to save my life because i don't even know if he's dead or not yet i can't even go tend to him without making sure this person is taken care of first right like i have to stop the immediate threat of danger before i try to attend it y'all did i do that right <laughs> try to play emt <laughs> right so like i can't help him to help himself and help the situation right but then this is why i wanted to say quick because i just didn't even want to get too deep into it to me when you snitch like air quotes right ronnie we snitch if we're snitching it's a i'm wanting to tell on ronnie to get him in trouble because i have ill intent for ronnie's well-being like like i don't like ronnie I'm, I'm coming after Ronnie, right? That's snitching to try to get him in trouble. Yes. If I'm telling, isn't telling the truth supposed to set you free anyway? So even if I did do something wrong or he did something wrong, I'm just telling my side of the story in this moment because I'm brought into it. Like if my name wasn't brought into it, if you weren't putting me in this room or holding me accountable for whatever my actions were on camera, then so be it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in it, so I'm telling my side. And that makes it okay. But if I'm not in it and I'm telling what I think happened or my perception of it, then I'm snitching. Because I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I got some type of ill will or, or a second intent about it. Right. You know. Bingo. Man. My. It's, it's not snitching. I mean, you just, he's just telling his side of the story. I mean, it, it's, well, it's not really it doesn't really count for us. It's not uh, innocent until proven guilty. We're usually guilty and we gotta prove our innocence. But same people that would say, oh, this is snitching, right? Are the same people that used to walk into the cell phone store that I worked at and be like, 
Why is my bill so high? Why are you guys charging me an activation fee? Well, that person said that I wasn't going to get an activation fee. So is that considered snitching? <laughs> or when you when you're trying to return something and you make up your own little story and you be like, well, that clerk told me that this was going to be free. Isn't that snitching? No. Oh, we don't we don't count it when it comes to that. So so that's not snitching. But somebody about to go on trial and um being told that you you about to eat these murder charges him saying whoa hold up you know okay self-defense in new york ain't 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 it but guess what you shot my friend i took his gun and i shot back at him that's what happened that's my story i'm sticking to it oh now he a snitch so i mean i i just don't i really don't get the whole what's snitching what's not snitching I mean, like Ronnie said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what it is and I'm not in the streets, so I don't give a damn if you call me a snitch or not. I'm telling what it is so I can get back home to my family. If I didn't do it, I ain't do it. So now, 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 the way that the, the, the streets is going to look at this is not specifically the action, because when you look at the streets, you got to look at his record before this incident and what he does after this incident. Y'all looking at it as this isolated moment, but beforehand he was, oh, all this gangster shit. Oh, when I see you, it's going to be problems. Oh, pop that shit. So this is your shit. If anybody disliked your music, you threaten them with physical altercations. And this is exactly what happened with Taxstone. He didn't like your music, so now you can go beat people up because they don't like their your music. Not everybody's gonna like your music. Why is that the expectation? These young people, these they can't take criticism. So right. now, because you can't take criticism and you want to be a bully, talking about you bully the bullies. This was an actual quote from him: "I bully the bullies." So now you go and you start an altercation over somebody not liking your music that lost you your homeboy so now your homeboy is dead because a dude on a podcast said he didn't like your music and you took it to the next level and that's what they talk about in the streets about being with the extras i'm with the extras i take shit to the next level for no reason i'm with the extras i'm with the shit i'm like that that's what all these phrases mean and this is what they 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 oh you like that but then when this shit happens you want to tell what happened you can't be like that and then want to tell what happened after you started an altercation because a dude didn't like your music. Your homeboy is dead because of your ego. And then you go after and you let's pop this picture up. This is the part that killed me. Is that after he gets shot, he takes a picture like he's Pop Tupac and he drops a mixtape calling himself Nupac. Oh God! Oh, cloud chase. So Dude. now you, so now you turn around and you tell the story, and now you're the biggest gangster ever, and now you, you the new pot, and you big gangster, and your chest is broke out. But at the same, same breath, you're hitting the stand talking about you're not a snitch, and this is like <laughs> you can't have both ways, and this is why the gangster game is so fucked up. This is why gang banging is so stupid. This is why all of this shit is dumb as hell. 
Fuck all this gang, gang, you ain't gang no more. All that dumb ass shit is out the window because when you see the way the game is actually being played, why would you want to play that game? Like, it's see, so stupid. It is his fault, and all that you said was true, but still, at the end of the day, I don't fault nobody for not wanting to take some charges of something they did not do. Like, just because you with the shits, that don't mean you're supposed to just take some charges that you didn't do. Like, if you did it, okay, own that shit. No snitch. Like, if you got somebody else, if somebody else was there or they, they had a part of it, let them walk and you eat that shit. But if he really didn't kill his homeboy, no matter how gangster thug he is, why should this man have to eat some charges that he did not do? That still don't make no type of logical sense, street or not. I mean, technically, he did what he said. He said, I mean, the man went out there and he said he, he with the shits and he, he went out there and he shot the dude. He, he went back. Okay, you shot my homeboy, I'm going to shoot you back. He confronted the dude. He did what he did. But then he was like, hey, okay, cool. Like, But y'all ain't going to blame me for killing my homeboy. Like, I think that's really what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I didn't kill my homeboy. Right. So y'all better come up with something else that you're gonna charge me with, but y'all ain't gonna get me with killing my homeboy. Now he did wanna... get he did get charges, so they did find two guns on him, and then the gun that he was firing. So he did get caught with three guns that day. And so Those tax, tax tone is saying basically that you seen that he had two guns on him and he had an entourage versus just me. If I didn't have that weapon on me, I would have been the one dead. So Taxstone, given those circumstances, has a pretty strong argument himself. Because if you got 10 niggas and two guns yourself, it's either you're going to beat the dog shit out of me or you're going to kill me. So ain't Taxstone snitching technically then? He's snitching too then. Everybody's snitching. And you know what? They're gonna stop them and go, were any of these were any of these weapons registered? And when they weren't, then it's all up. Everything is yeah, up. Let's let's just let's just end unnecessary black man on black man crime. Like then we won't even have to even talk about this. That's not possible. Yeah, the, the biggest, the I biggest mean, but, part of the bigger hey. part of it to me was the fact that this is all going down over somebody not liking music. music. Right. I mean, that that's yeah. what I mean. Like, it's unnecessary. Like, this was unnecessary just because somebody disliked you. Like, we can all disagree on the show. Like, I'm going to come out on the West Coast and chew somebody up. <laughs> oh, like, that's absolutely <laughs> absurd. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, I'm gonna come over here on the East Coast and uh, find me. What? That, no. That's his <laughs> culture, though. It's, it's always been like this. It's, even Back in and the it's sad, and it's sad, right? It's, it's, it's sad, though. It's, it's the culture, man. I mean, you saw the, it back in the day when I was a kid, when a dog pound went to New York to shoot that video, Biggie got on the radio talking about y'all going to let them niggas make a video in y'all town, dog pound trailer get shot up. Like, it's, it's it's this shit has been going on, sadly. It's been the culture forever, and that's why we lost Tupac and Biggie and those that followed after that because of that shit, and this shit is continuing. These young niggas is looking at all that and like, they did it. We got to do it too. So and they doing it worse. Well, they got to change. They got to change just, their minds. They got to change I'm their minds proud. and mentality. Somehow, some way. I'm, I don't have all the answers, but somehow, some way, we got to get to that point because this is ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm just proud that it's five men ain't 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 dabbling 
in 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 that. It's just that sounds like a whole bunch of energy. I'm trying to get to eighty. Like I'm trying to get to eighty. I don't got time to be beefing with people over you don't like how I did my video or the words that come out of my mouth or that my wife is Latin. I don't give a damn. Like I'm trying to get to 80. I'm trying to see my grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. That's past 80. But I'm trying to I'm trying to get some years. Y'all, we dying at before like 40 and like like most people don't our color don't even make it to I, my boy Ronnie said he almost 40. That's 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 a triple win. It's a milestone. Yeah. We ain't, yeah. we ain't making it because we rather get mad because Caleb didn't put me on his podcast. <laughs> like, right. I don't get it. Yeah, it's retarded, man. Well, let's get to this last topic, man, because 2024 presidential com- campaign, man, has heated up again, man. So we have a Republican nominee, man. So Nikki Haley, she actually served on Trump's cabinet. I think she was his UN representative and now she is actually running against Trump for the Republican nomination. And she comes out and her main point is that uh, Smoking Joe is senile and that she wants to require mental competency tests for any politician over 75 years old. And I don't think she has a chance of winning but when she came out and she said this, we all have to clap for her and agree with this. <laughs> we got to do some type of competency test because that boy is senile. We got a smoking Joe in there, man. And Trump is just as old as that nigga. So I don't know. We don't want none of these old niggas running the country no more. They got to show us that they even know how to work a cell phone and, and a tablet before. Tell us, log into a website. Let me see you log in, and then let's see if you can run the country. <laughs> What's y'all thoughts on this, man? Y'all think that that uh, is a good th- a good thing, mental competency test for these politicians over 75? They're going to spin it. They're going to spin it. I mean, you can't. Yes, I'm proud that she said that, but they're just going to spin it in a way of you are um, degrading elderly people <laughs> you elderly, know, hate. Yeah, elderly hate. hate oh oh i bet you one of them i can see my I, I can see i can see trump doing it uh coming out saying oh what do you got against older people what do, what do you mean by that statement now i'm i'm glad that she said something um she also made a statement talking about, you know, I think she said she's like native or something like that. So yeah. she's a part she's a part of the the color folks. So she knows what we go through. Um I just want to let her know when she watches this, you don't know what all of us go through. So don't come out trying to say you the voice of the color people because no. you still don't know just because yes, elderly discrimination. That's what they're going to come out and say. <laughs> You don't know what all of us go through because at the end of the day, uh, you know, they are other color folks in the world, but they still don't go through what black people go through. So her coming out making that statement, I was kind of like, eh, uh, like you ain't getting harassed and you ain't getting pulled over for no reason. Like 
like all of us. But her calling out smoking, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm all with the smokes. Uh, her kind of sort of calling out Trump. You know, I'm with the smokes. Is she going to win? I don't think so. But, you know, I think they should take the test. You know, I'm not for elderly discrimination. But if I got to take if I got to take a test to see if I'm qualified to do my job, you got to take a test to be qualified to run this United States. Because right now, Smoking Joe, you got China over here putting balloons over here, spying on us, and you ain't doing nothing about that. Yeah, he shot down like four or five balloons in two weeks. It's stupid ridiculous. I got one for you. I got one for you, Caitlin. So she's giving off Sarah Palin 2.0 vibes. (laughs) This whole entire thing is a complete rebuttal to Joe Biden's um, candidacy to 2020. Um, He tried to force us to say if if you weren't black, if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black, right? Well, now if you're young and you got any any type of common common sense, you gotta vote for me because you know these old people stuck on stupid. I mean, come on now, let's think about it, 75 and up. And I mean, this is us being honest. If you're over 75, Weren't you still living during the segregation times? Woo, you took my point. Woo. I just want to like, you know, hey, I'm just saying I got 85-year-old grandparents Thanks. who talk to me about it often. So if you're 75 and up, there's no way, shape, or form that you even have an ounce of equality in your bones. You. you weren't raised to think that way. You're literally going against everything that you were bred to be. And then at the exact same time, you didn't you you saw social media at a time where you would throw a cell phone out the window because it makes too many noises. Um, when the internet hit and Y two K as far as in two thousand, that would then have made you in your fifties where you were not necessarily out of your prime. But if you're not, no disrespect, if you're not full of melanin and around fifty, you starting to hit that really over the hill type of mindset. So you're actually getting a little bit more panicky. And making sure that what control you did have stays as long as you can. So I think if I'm not mistaken, I might be beating around the bush. She's basically saying that we need to check and make sure these old racist people know that they're they're in a new time and not the old times. But if she's just doing that now in 2024, they would almost make it seem like we're also stupid, just like those 75 year olds that, you know, like we know what's going on. So why do we need you to say it? And then also, this is their opportunity to bring more attention to the Republican Party because the Democrats are just everything right now with Joe Biden and Michelle Obama. And then, you know, just the fact of how bad everything is going on with Joe in office. They want to kind of, hey, don't 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 give up just yet. Give us four more years to kind of correct things, because, you know. If you put Trump back in office, there's no guarantee. And look, they even have a fake, like I said, a Sarah Palin 2.0. And you guys didn't want her or Hillary. Just let us get it. We might give you the black one instead of the other one. Yeah. I was on today. Yeah. <laughs> to, to piggyback to piggyback off that, uh, Mayor, um, you're 75 years old. And you're still a politician. Now, everybody, please remind me, um, how old can you be to get Social Security? Mm. 65, isn't it? Okay. 
66. So why why are these people still willing to work after that point, right? When mm. when they when they're the same ones telling us the regular folk, hey, it's sixty five, it's it's okay. Go ahead and retire, get your Social Security, you know, get your retirement check from whatever company you or military or whatever you did for twenty five to thirty years, and then you know, with people, but they're still past sixty five and past seventy, and some of them, most of them, past seventy five, still running the country. With the same ideology that they had, to Mayor's point, back during the, the 50s, 60s, even 40s. Um, so I would take it a step further and say that if you're older than 75, you have no business being in politics. Um, mm. Because, again, you're not in this time. <laughs> Your mind is in the past. People in the South, unfortunately, your mind is still, you know, with the with the Confederacy in 18, this is 1860 to them, right? Um, I I don't understand. I don't understand why we still have uh, the system that we have in place, especially uh, with our politicians, as far as how long they can be in office as well. Again, the Supreme Court, you can be in there until you die. That is unacceptable unacceptable you should be able to do your you know uh, five ten whatever there should be a minimum requirement of of the years that you serve in in particular positions which they have but a lot of those either need to be diminished and again there needs to be a age requirement and an age limit if you have an age requirement if you can't be president until you're damn 35 then you shouldn't be able to be a politician after 75. Again, you are not in this time. You are not in 2023. You are in 1963 or 19, even 1973 when they was killing Panthers. You are in that time frame, that time zone, that thought, you know, that's what you're thinking. That's still what's in your heart. And let's keep it real. Again, most of these politicians are white. They, they, if even if they um, don't necessarily have those thoughts or think that way, they were around that. It's still it's still there somewhat for most of them, right? So yeah, we have to take a serious look at it again. Just taking a step further from what Nikki Haley said, and actually, um, should they even be serving office after a certain age? <clears throat> I think. Um... I agree with uh, what a lot of was said already. You know, Alvin's uh, mayor started and Amrock said it. Um, I'm tired of people trying to be fake smart and fake woke. This lady want to come on here saying this shit. Yes, there should be an age requirement because fuck all that elderly, elderly discrimination shit. Yes, it's a proven fact. Once you get older, you know, your organs start functioning differently. It's no different from you know, your heart and your liver and your kidneys, everything else functions, your digestive system, your brain, everything slows down with function. Everything does not function the same the older you get. But that's not the problem. Like they were saying, just to piggyback off that. Not even a president. That has nothing to do with presidency. The system is all old white people who are around racism and who practice the principles of discrimination. You know, the system is built like that. You said, why are you allowed to be in there until you die? Because it's designed like that. 
It's racist right. white people, and they want to keep it like that. That's the reason the system is built to keep like that, to keep white people in charge and to keep white people to run this country. That's what it's about. That's not the, the thing. We need, to, we need to have a racial test. Fuck that. We need to have a lie detector test to all these motherfuckers that's in the system, that's in the Supreme Court, that are in these higher places. Let's test them and see if they still got these thoughts. And I bet you 100% of them are going to fail this shit. So damn all that. Let's let's test and see. You know, a competent. This ain't has nothing to do with competency at all. This has to do with the system. The system wants to keep it that way, and nothing's going to change if you get a seventy-five-year-old white person, or if you get a fifty-five-year-old white person. Guess what? That fifty-five-year-old white person was raised by that seventy-five-year-old white person that practiced racism and discrimination. So it's being passed down. So fuck. The only uh, solution is. To blow up the system and you know bring more diversity in the system and then you're going to get a different result otherwise it's going to be the same bullshit it don't matter who's in office i keep saying this it could be sarah palin it could be bill clinton it could be donald trump it could be smoking joe it could be any of those motherfuckers it's no secret why there's only been white presidents outside of barack since the beginning of time like why don't anyone look at that why is it only white presidents this whole entire time by fucking design so i think we're asking the wrong questions and we're focused on the wrong thing if we really want to get down to the nitty-gritty we gotta blow this motherfucker up and uh build a new one and don't get it twisted with little nikki that's who she is she little nikki you remember little nikki the little <laughs> devil little movie yeah she little nikki don't get it twisted by what she's saying because she's also said, all the boys is talking about the system. She also said on the, she wants to give everybody that's 75 a, a test. Well, she also came out and said, America's not racist. See? <laughs> Cancel that bitch. Cancel her. Get the fuck out of here. So, so she wants you to focus Ooh. on, hey, all these people are old, and I'm coming out saying, hey, America's not racist racist okay get out of here with that you you, you don't I, us with that. I, I i i reiterate this all the time i'm a garveyite man we're never gonna get solace in america as a black person yeah. we need to go to akon city we need to make the money here all these Hold athletes you know, they need to take two to five million of their money and invest it in some skyscrapers and land and let's build africa up they got the most resources and let's Get the fuck out of America, man. Because this shit is never going to change. Whether it's, like you said, whether it's a 55-year-old white man, whether it's a 35-year-old white man. Because a 35-year-old white man was raised by the 55-year-old white man. That was raised by the 75-year-old white man. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because when you look at, like, white people, if your dad was a carpenter, his dad was a carpenter, and his dad was a carpenter, and his dad was a carpenter. So that's how you end up a carpenter. And we ain't so, talking about Jesus. So a lot of these, a lot of these people, man, their their whole background has been based upon living up to your father's 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 name. Mm-hmm. And that dude flew the Confederate flag proudly. So man. we already know what kind of country they living in. Let's get up out of here, man. Get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Hey, I'll start it off. I got a shout out first and foremost, you guys for 
you know, allowing me to speak on this podcast. You know, Caleb, it's always fun to be a part of the politic and family. Um, this has just been a crazy 2023. And I think the more consistent we keep uh, being with the uh, with the podcast and just uh, uh, uplifting one another, we're going to be able to continue to lead our families in the right direction. So I just wanted to keep shouting you guys out for motivating me to be great. And then um, I just got a word from one of my, my seniors, Ben Hardini. He got uh, accepted to University of Oregon with a $40,000 scholarship. So hey, I'm going to him out. So. Good shit. Damn, good shit, good shit, Ben. Much love to your student mayor. You know what I'm saying? You're doing that work out there with the kids. Um, Got to appreciate people like yourself that out there working with the kids. So shout out to you. Um, you know, shout out to the whole cast of the, you know, are willing to come on here and talk about this this shit. You know, when, when we on these platforms, you know, we're um we're up for scrutiny. We're up for comments, derogatory comments, negative comments, everything. So you, when you put your face on camera and you're talking, you know, you got where you know we don't know where this is going. This could blow up next month, and you know we can get a whole bunch of hate mail against us. So I want to give y'all credit for coming on here, not being afraid to call shit out that's out there and call off this bullshit in America, you know? So um, I want to shout out to everybody that, that continue to watch and support the politic and brand and, um, and everybody who fucks with us. It's too many to name, but everybody who worked with us on the red carpet and in the industry, shout out to y'all too. Um, I want y'all to keep looking at us. 23 degree won't be crazy. We will be filming our first TV series. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up for the politic and brand. So just uh, keep on watching and keep on sticking with us. And I just want to say, like always, I appreciate you, brothers. Um, you guys are all doing amazing things. Just going once again off of the snitching thing. If anybody watching this needs some people to look up to, um, we ain't perfect, but we ain't in the streets trying to trying to rob you. We're trying to uplift you. So. Uh, I appreciate you, brothers, for always being there, being role models for those who are watching now and those who are going to catch up later. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Politic and, um, you know, everybody here is doing amazing work. Shout out to all you guys. Um, you know, listen, you know, um, it's crazy out here. Everybody just, you know, stay prayed up. Uh, stay blessed, stay safe, um, you know, praying everybody's uh, families is is safe, um, you know, all, all these kids out here, man, um, everybody's mental is good, um, and um, uh, thank God to, um, I forget the guy's, the guy's name, um, but the guy who, uh, the racist who took out those 10 people in Buffalo um, was found uh, guilty today um and will not see uh parole should have got the death penalty um but it's a good thing that people um like him are getting locked up um and throw away the key um and they need to lock up plenty more so uh that's a good thing that happened today but you know um also there's you know craziness happening so everybody just stay mentally sane um you know get your therapy talk to somebody uh cry on somebody's shoulder it's okay to do that and uh just try to stay positive and shout out to blackwish creators and politics and of course now when you guys speak on mental health that's uh that's really getting home for me because 
As you guys know, I've been going through this shit with my father. He's been in and out of the hospital and he had a brain tumor. And once again, he's discharged this morning after another seven day stint in the hospital. They've taken a bunch of tests, but they wouldn't give us any of the results. And then when we ask them why they're not telling us nothing, the endocrinologist sets a meeting on Monday for us to sit down on a Zoom meeting as they can inform us what's going on. And because they're so quiet, uh, you already know that it's probably not going to be any good news. So lately, I ain't really been feeling like myself. I've been kind of off, been low energy, trying to just get back right and Man, you gotta you gotta stay prayed up. That's why I love Wednesdays, man. This shit is therapy for me. This shit gets me back. This this makes me feel like me again. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate y'all brothers for jumping on here with me. You know, and, and motivating me because I, I watch y'all brothers daily, and y'all the ones that keep me going. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate y'all and everybody. Stay prayed up, man. I appreciate your life because you know you could wake up tomorrow and everything could be different, man. So every day that I wake up, I'm gonna bring you know positivity, light. And I'm gonna help as many people as I can on my way up and on my way down. It don't matter, man. Politics in the podcast. Wes. Smoking tanks and nitro, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, got the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's Emmy, it ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe. I've been balling like I play with Kobe.